every time I had a boyfriend, I was like, if I'm there, at least I can prevent it from happening. If I'm there, at least, like, maybe he won't die on me this time. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, me searchers. You're listening to the Me Search podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I'm Crystal Tugatti. On this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community. Together, we'll unpack important issues, learn, and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Mm -hmm. And before we get too deep into the show, just a quick little trigger warning. We're going to be talking about some heavy stuff today. Grief um, is the topic of the show. And we're going to figure out what it is, how we feel about it, how we deal with it. So if this particular topic is not for you right now, just check out one of our other more lighthearted episodes of Me Search and then come to this when you're ready. Yeah. Um, today we're talking to Jacqueline Amy, who is a who is an actor, a producer based out of Los Angeles, California, and a great homie of the pod with a story to share on the topic for today. So everybody, let's welcome Jacqueline Amy. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for hanging. So before we like actually dive into the episode, I just want to call attention to the fact that Jack, Jacqueline, is our first guest to like book a legit podcast <laughs> studio for this. Um, I'm like very impressed by the 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 time, energy, and care that yes. you're putting onto putting into uh, preparing for this. Jacqueline. Baby, baby, baby. Uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Third Wheel Podcast Studio here in LA. Um, yeah, I'm doing it at this beautiful space, and um, Sebastian here is helping me with audio. So, shout outs to awesome. Sebastian. Shout, shout out. out. Shout shouts. Shouts outs. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Let's first try to describe grief in the best way we can. So, Crystal, how would you describe grief? Well, I will have the American Psychological Association describe it for me. Yes, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. What is that? A professional organization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, grief is the anguish experienced after a significant loss, usually the death of a beloved person. Grief often includes physiological distress, separation anxiety, confusion, yearning, obsessive dwelling on the past, and apprehension about the future. Intense grief can become life-threatening through disruption of the immune system, self-neglect, and suicidal thoughts. Grief may also take the form of regret for something lost, remorse for something done, or sorrow for a mishap to oneself. Dang. Uh, Zamzaddy. Damn. Sam Zeddy. <laughs> uh, uh, what an uplifting conversation we're about to have. Absolutely. You know, for okay, so they say I think Tina Fey <clears throat> said this once that in order to play a mean character, you have to have a lighthearted person, a lighthearted actor, or a very kind actor to do the job. Hmm. So in a similar way. I'm glad that we're having a heavy conversation with such positive um, and energetic people 
because um, I think we need that balance for right now. And I, I so yes. appreciate all of you. So shout outs to you both and shout outs to Sebastian for like <laughs> hanging out and listening to this at the same time. Shout out to everyone and shout out to grief. Yeah. Shout out to grief. <laughs> it it makes us sometimes. Yes, I absolutely. Suppose. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jack, I wanted to invite you on specifically for this episode because you know, you and I have gotten close over the last year and you've shared some very personal um, stories about your experience with grief. Yes. I'm wondering if you can share anything about how you've experienced grief what has triggered grief in you sure. um, so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So, okay. Um, I'm, I'll try to keep a long story, a very long story short. Um, <clears throat> when I was 18, uh, I had a boyfriend and he was murdered when he was 18 as well. So we had just both turned 18 earlier that year. Um, I was a complete fucking asshole and <clears throat> that time after he was murdered was life-changing, obviously, but in that I think it really taught me how to be an empathetic person. Before that, I was just like a teenage asshole. Am I allowed to cuss on this? Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. cool. Um, <clears throat> I was very like self-centered, as we usually are when we're teenagers, but I seriously I had no regard for other people um and ever since that happened like okay for example um a classmate of mine would be like really sad and they would say oh my grandma just passed away and I me not having experienced any other loss before that I was like oh I'm sorry that sucks but it was like such a shallow way of connecting like I I I wasn't sorry because I didn't know that fucking person and I I didn't know what true loss was so um my boyfriend at that time um I had felt like that was one of the deepest connections I've ever made, especially at that young of an age. And like everyone else is in these <clears throat> shallow relationships. I felt like that was the deepest one I've ever been in. I know it's like really young and everything, but he was the one that truly made me feel seen. Um, at that time, it was all about how popular you were. Da 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 da. Um, but I felt like, he was the only one that truly saw me for who I was. I was I was able to really truly be myself with him and let go of all of that bullshit. So when he passed, I didn't know how affected I would be because obviously it was such a it came out of nowhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was uh very unexpected and it just like turned my world upside down and it really affected so many of my interpersonal relationships in a way that I didn't ever think would happen. I met you obviously after, well, maybe not obviously for the people listening. I met Jack <laughs> well after this incident and I know Jack to be a very warm and empathetic person. So to know now that who you are 
is deeply because of that moment and what you experienced as a younger person. Um, it makes me think of all the other nice people in this world that I've encountered, what kinds of hardships they must have gone through. It's true. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy that you see me that way, but thank you. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry for your loss. And um, that's also such a unique experience to have um, being so young and mm. losing someone, one who's like the same age as you. It's, mm -hmm. it's, that is way unexpected. That's the last thing you'd probably even think of happening to someone, you know, in your class, your, your same grade. It's like all these things that, you know, you're expecting to happen after school and whatnot. And, um, I'm just so sorry that happened to you. And, um, you're so sweet. We're glad you're here talking Thank about your you. experience. I'm happy to. I was like telling Dustin like when he was talking about like, oh, we're talking about this other thing. I was like, no, like I think it's important for people to like know about this. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Crystal. No, 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 you're fine. <clears throat> um, uh, I think that it's important to talk about this because I think especially in the media – it's really portrayed as like, oh, we lose a loved one after we've been with them for 50 years and right. we're old and gray or like we've been married for 10 years and we lose our husband at 35. But no, it's like no one talks about when you lose a loved one that you feel really like connected to mm -hmm. like spiritually, emotionally, and you're so fucking young. Like how it shapes you as a person and how it yeah. really like – like that type of trauma can really carry on into your other relationships. Absolutely. I did I had no idea. I truly had no idea. I mean, I can imagine I I can't even imagine what people go through when they're so young and they lose a parent. Like yeah. holy shit, if I'm this fucked up after a boyfriend, I can't even imagine what losing a fucking parent would be like at that age or even younger, you know. Can you tell us more about how this affected your other relationships? Oh, definitely. Um, so what I can think of now um, at the top of my head is I had this really irrational fear. Uh, like, for example, if my boyfriend's after because I had like a million fucking boyfriends. I was a little hoe. But um, <laughs> like, for example, with with a few of them, I was just like irrationally fearful that something bad would happen to them. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, he could die mm -hmm. at any moment. So I would like constantly text them or call them and just make sure they're okay. And then like people around them, is like especially their friends would be like, oh my God, she's crazy. Like she... Uh, she doesn't trust you. It's not about that. It was literally about, please don't die on me. Um, and I had this, this codependency, which I think, I mean, also stems from like family shit, but mm -hmm. there was a codependency there on like, okay, if you're okay, then I'm okay. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing, the that irrational fear 
of them leaving me or them getting killed. Uh, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't let that go. It was really difficult for me to let go and just be like, okay, they're fine. Uh, because all I remember was when I had heard the story about my boyfriend being murdered because I wasn't there when it happened. All I was thinking was it could have happened differently if I was there. Mm. So every time I had a boyfriend, I was like, if I'm there, at least I can prevent it from happening. If I'm there, at least like maybe he won't die on me this time. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. It really traps you in this, um, in that space of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, she lost my, my dad after a, a couple of years of being married. Oh, I'm sorry. And, um, <clears throat> thank you. And she, um, <laughs> she was in the U, she was here and my dad was there. Um, in the Philippines? In the Philippines. Mm. And... I hear you speak about this very special person in your life. And like, I'm kind of hearing my mom Mm. um, when you speak. And it's interesting because we don't talk about grief. And for up until forever, until now, my mom hasn't, I don't think she's processed it whatsoever because it's, especially our parents' generation, they don't feel like there's a point to maybe talking about it or mm-hmm. seeking help for it. Um, so how, how has it been for you on this journey of after this tragic event happened, how did you deal with your grief? Okay. So immediately after it happened, I just remember freezing like his friend called my phone and told me that he was gone. I was like, well, quit, quit fucking around. Like, where the fuck is he? He's like, he's gone. He's not with us anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought he was joking because his friends have played that joke on me before. And then he said he's dead. And I just remember, like, not even, like, immediately crying. I threw my phone and I was like, mom, can you like pick up my phone? I don't know. I don't know like what's happening right now. Like, I don't know if this is a fucking joke. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I just remember just being in like so much like it felt weird. It was like surreal. It was like dreamlike. It just froze. And then cut to me like a few days later, weeks after I had printed out his photos from like Walmart or some shit. And Every single day, I would just, I would lay his photos out on the bed, the fucking carpet, whatever, and I would just sob. I would just cry uncontrollably. I would scream, and then I would, like, put the pictures back together. I I would do that for, I would cry for maybe, like, three to ten minutes, who knows. I would put the pictures back, and then I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And then it would be like that for the next three months, maybe. Um, I went to college and I was in the dorms then and I, I did it there too. Um, but luckily, I had, I had like my um, dorm mates and people to, to distract me at that time. Um, but looking back on it, I don't think I had grieved it enough. And I, had, I think I was too young 
to understand how to process it. But at that time, that's what felt good to me. Because I was like, if I see his pictures, at least I'm like kind of close to him. It made me feel like some type of like a uh, connection or something. Um, and since then, from the day that he passed till like very recently, I remember praying to him. I'm, I'm not a religious person, but like there was something about me that felt like very spiritually connected and like he could hear me. He could hear my thoughts. He could like, I just felt like he was a guardian angel type of thing. Like a, like just an essence or a spirit. Um, it was always like, you know, I would talk about him kind of like he was still alive. Like I knew he was dead, right? I, I know he's dead. I'm not an idiot. I saw his body in the fucking casket. I, I know he's fucking dead. We buried him. But I would always bring him up as if he... I don't know as if he was still alive, but he was just there. He was, it was like a very present, the very present, how I would bring up his name. And then, um, in November of 2022, I watched Stutz, um, that Netflix movie with Jonah Hill and his therapist. And they brought up loss. They were talking about like a, a sibling that they had both lost or something. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I think I should bring that up in therapy. For so I don't know why, but I just had to bring it up. And I was like, yeah, so um, I was watching Stutz and this came up. And I just thought it'd be cool to like, you know, like process it or some shit. And I told her, I talk to him a lot. I pray to him. I ask him to watch over me, da 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 And then she said, have you broken up with him? Yeah. And I was like, I started bawling immediately because I didn't know that I needed to. I didn't know that I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that's an option. It's an option. Like, I didn't even think about breaking up with him because why would I need to? The motherfucker's dead. We don't need to like, you know, like, it, it's just like how much more loss can it be than losing his physical body? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I just started crying cause I was like, I know this is something I need to do. And she's like, she's like for an able, um, in order for you to move on and for him to move on, you know, like for his spirit to move on, you need to cut that off. You need to break up with him, which is like beautiful, but also very heartbreaking because it's something that I was hanging on to for 16 years. And um, I was like, fuck, okay. And she told me, write him a letter, um, read it out loud to him, and then write your guys' chapter together and close it. Because she's like, that wasn't the whole book of your life, but that was, he was a chapter in your life, and now we, we want to end it. And like I said, it's beautiful and it's super heartbreaking, but. It's something I really needed to go through. And that process of me writing the letter opened up a wound that I cannot even tell you. Like, it hurts so fucking bad. It's like that shit was happening over again. Like, the way I was, like, 
I was sobbing. I was like wailing. It was so dramatic. It was like watching a fucking Filipino movie. Like, <laughs> I saw <laughs> like, like wailing, crying, screaming. Like, it hurt so bad. And it brought back all of like the pain that I felt when I was 18. I was like, it, it just like felt so vivid and like so real again. But the, feeling that made me realize how much I really did need to do that. Um, it was really healing. And I think for the next maybe month or so, I still felt really fucked up from it because it was like such a heavy load. Like 16 years is like a really long time to fucking carry something with you. I'm so happy that you've gotten to a point where you're very self-aware about who you are and how your relationships are impacted by all of this. And it, it sounds like the therapy and engaging in that like therapy process was a huge key to helping you get to like a healthy place. And I'm not saying it's like, you're completely over this. You're never going to think about it again, because I'm sure um, anybody who's experienced any sort of loss, like, there's still like a little tiny piece that hangs out in your body, in your soul, in your brain. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it comes up and then you experience this all over again. But at least now you have the tools to kind of manage how you respond and how you take care of yourself. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel like you've changed the most? Like what's the thing about you that you find to be – the most positive change in your life after having gone through a 16-year process of grief? Truly, the empathy thing. Mm. I When I tell you I was an asshole, bruh, I was so, like, I wasn't, like, outwardly mean to people, but there was just, like, a selfishness. Like, it's all about me. Like, uh, it wasn't, of course, like, a, there's a level of selfishness that's healthy, this was not. Mm. I mean, on top of that, I'm an only child. So everything is like me, me, me. <laughs> um, but I'm the reason why I'm grateful for it is because now I really do cherish my relationships with people. I really, when uh, someone tells me that they lost someone, it's, I can feel it now mm. and I can truly empathize and be like dude i'm so fucking sorry and um yeah that's the biggest thing i mean i don't know a more eloquent way to put it but empathy is like the biggest word that like just comes up when i hear that when i when you ask me like what i've learned from it mm. um and to just cherish life and celebrate life and don't take that shit for granted because seriously you can lose someone so quickly as we close this episode, what's like one piece of advice that you want to give to somebody who perhaps just recently experienced loss? You're going to feel not okay, and that's okay, and I suggest that you allow yourself to not feel okay. And this goes with any fucking emotion uh anger 
fucking annoyance, but especially sadness and grief. Um, allow yourself to experience that because if you don't, it's gonna come out in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna show up, and it's actually healthy to just like let it happen to you. Be sad about it. It's you're allowed to. You know, no one's telling you to move on. I I had people telling me to move on from it maybe like a year after. Mm. And I'm like, I can't. Like, truly, I don't think I'll ever get over that experience no matter how many relationships I go through. Um, But I think a healthy way to really go through it is to remember that person and what they meant to you and just sit through it and just know that you're going to have shitty days, but just know that you're going to have really fucking good days too. And it's okay. Either way, it's okay. Just don't do your best to not push it away is my biggest suggestion. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's part of our experience here as humans. Yes, it is. And uh, it's not a bad thing to feel the sad. It just is, y'all. Yes. Grief is actually a beautiful part of life. In a yeah. fucked up way. <laughs> Going back to how you've had to manage your relationships, have you been able to let go of those fears um, in your in your interactions with your loved ones? And yes, how- and I think it's like I think the universe was like forcing me to. Um, in that, uh, I don't know how. I just know that like. I just like my therapist helped me. She's like, okay, not everyone's going to die on you. And if they do, then it was their time. And there was nothing you can do to help that. And I had to remind myself too that a lot of my boy, my ex-boyfriend's death was not my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a realization that didn't come in, that didn't come to me until way later. And there was nothing I could have done about it, you know? Yeah, um, I think that's a big one for folks to to really hear that if mm-hmm. you're in a, a position where, you know, you felt like you could have done something. These these moments are out of our hands. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. There's nothing you can do, but also grieve as much as you need to because yes. it's beautiful. All right. Thank you. Yeah. You're beautiful. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I always have to end it with a joke to prevent myself from crying from the of emotions course. we're feeling here. Of course. <laughs> Let it Do be, that. boo. Let it be. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much for joining us, um, for being so real and present in this conversation. Shout outs to Third Wheel Podcast Studios in LA. Shout outs to Sebastian. <laughs> For everybody listening, y'all me searchers, remember to follow Jack, Jacqueline Amy at Jacqueline Amy. That's J A C L Y N A I M E E. Yes. And what a wonderful and important conversation to have. Please, everyone, uh, take a note. If you need to talk about things, talk about things. If you got to feel things, feel them. Um, thank you for tuning in, everyone. This was Jacqueline Amy. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, y'all be a me searcher. Follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me searchpodcast.com. And 
And as always, we're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me, such folks. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye.